0: You guys get this. This is so fascinating. A Japanese scientist and water researcher, Dr. Emoto, has revealed that both thoughts and vibrations, like with spoken words, affect the molecular structure of water. Now stay with me. He studied water for a lot of years and through high-speed photography was able to capture pictures of water molecules after they were impacted by vibrations, sound vibrations, That came from human emotion. So, positive words spoken, negative words spoken. The water crystals formed beautiful geometric shapes. I'm looking at them and they kind of look like snowflakes, like really pretty. um, All of them are unique, really pretty snowflakes. When words of love and gratitude were spoken near the water. But when evil words were uttered near another sample of water taken from the same source, they turned into destructed shapes. And I'm looking at them and they're really ugly. They're discolored and they're just really ugly. The picture shows the observations. And so what he learned is water has memory and because it has memory, it affects everything because everything has water, plants, people, food, all the things. And so water molecules literally can be changed by the spoken words of our mouths, especially when they come out of strong emotion, think about it if your human body is like seventy six percent water, your human experience can be physically and biologically altered by spoken words. Well, the way that connects to today's episode is my guest is passionate about the concept of speaking life and her in fact she's so passionate about it her whole ministry is built around this principle so I invited her on the show so we could learn more revelation and more understanding of how the power of our words can be harnessed to be used for good and not for evil. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Before I introduce our guest, let me introduce our guest and tell you a little bit about her. Sherry Jones believes in the power of speaking life. Her motto is, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Choose life. This is also a very popular scripture, which we all love. Her mission is to help people choose speaking life and make it a lifestyle. She does this through her various platforms as an inspirational speaker, author, writing coach, podcast host, and CEO of Sherry Speaks Life, LLC. She's the author of two books, Speak Life Moments, a 21-day devotional that shares moments in her life that taught her how to speak life to herself and her circumstances, and the book Trouble Don't Always Last, sorry, Trouble Don't Last Always, as a Christian fiction novel that tells the story of a young woman struggling with her faith. These books are both available on Amazon. Sherry has a podcast called We Are the Church with Sherry Jones, where she discusses today's topics from a Christ-based perspective and encourages Christians to not just go to church, but to be the church. She's available on all streaming platforms. She also has a coaching program called How to Speak Life with Your Story, where she teaches writers how to organize their experiences and share their story in a way that will impact and bless their readers. Stay tuned at the end. We'll give you more information how you can contact and connect with Sherry. And right now, let's welcome Ms. Sherry Jones. Okay, so thank you so much, Sherry, for coming on my show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Of course. Now, go ahead and introduce yourself briefly. Talk about what you do and a little bit of your um, background and give give my listeners a little update on who you are.
1: Okay, sounds great. Well, I am Sherry Jones, um, and I'm the CEO of Sherry Speaks Life LLC. And what I do with Sherry Speaks Life is everything surrounds itself around the mission of speaking life. What I have learned in my lifetime is that our words are so important. And it's not just what we say to other people, which is what we mainly focus on, but really the words that we say to ourselves. And so um, with my platform, I do Facebook lives every Monday at 7 p.m. And I just share nuggets of inspiration, whatever is on my mind for that day. And I call it the Speak Life Moment Show. Well, how the podcast actually started, it was the Monday after the church is shut down for COVID. And my message that Monday was we are the church. Because I was just inspired to see that even though the churches were shut down, the gospel was still going forth.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I didn't think much about it. I did the, the broadcast. And then that Wednesday morning, I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't rest. And people have been telling me, well, Sherry, you do these lives. You're a speaker. You know, I'm also an author. I've written two books. And so they were like, the next step is a podcast, girl, do this podcast. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, nothing about a podcast. And so Wednesday morning, I just couldn't rest. And I just felt the spirit of the Lord say, that's the name of your podcast. Mm -hmm. We are church. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has just really opened my eyes and opened things up. He's introduced me to wonderful people like you. And (laughs) uh, it's been a beautiful journey. Um, with the podcast. And so the podcast is just simply we are the church
0: with Sherry Jones. That's so excellent. I just love that. And I love how the Lord finds ways to work in through life circumstances that might look like um, an upset or, you know, a delay or whatever, and he's still able to bring life from it. I just love how he does that. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. He's awesome.
0: (laughs) So great. I love that. night. you actually really segued us right into our episode topic. I know a lot of times our sweetest revelations can come out of our most challenging seasons. Mm -hmm. And so would you say that was true for you as well, coming into this revelation of the importance of speaking life?
1: Yes, I definitely would. I would say um, one pivotal moment for me on my speak life journey, and as I said, it was hindsight twenty twenty because sometimes you don't realize until you look back and you say, "Yeah, that that was the moment. That was the when the switch went off." Mm. And for me, it was when I was in a um, relationship with a young man that was not a healthy relationship. Mm. It was an abusive relationship, um, verbally, emotionally, but then it escalated to a physical altercation. And during the point um, in that relationship, I really felt that I was losing my voice. I was losing myself. I was losing who I was as a person. I was losing my morals. I was doing things that I never dreamed I would have done. You know, I was raised a good Christian girl. I knew right from wrong. But in that relationship, I just lost myself and i felt that you know i guess at that time i i couldn't do any better i loved him i wanted to be with him even though i saw all the signs of all the things that was not right with the relationship mm. and so when it got to the point that it became physical we i was leaving um because the relationship had gotten so toxic i found out he was cheating all kinds of things and i was like well i'm leaving and this particular day I was visiting friends because I was about to leave. I was moving to a new town mm-hmm. and he was like, I was the only one with a car. And so he was like, you've been gone all day and I haven't been able to get anything to eat. And so I said, okay, we'll go ahead and take the car. And, um, he just got upset and was, you think you're all of that because you're leaving. You think you're this, you think you're that. Mm-hmm. And so he was in my face. I pushed him out my face. Then he came at me again. I pushed him again. And I guess when I pushed him the second time, something in him snapped and he grabbed my neck and he was squeezing my neck. He was choking me. I could not breathe. Wow. I thought this was the end. Uh, I thought this was the end. Yeah, I, I, said, I, I guess th- this is how I'm going out, Lord.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he let me go. There's no rhyme or reason as to why he let me go because he was so angry. He was so upset, but he let me go. And when he let me go, it was like in that moment, I found my voice.
0: Mm. I found
1: my fight. I found my, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm not going to allow you to treat me like this anymore. I'm not going to allow anybody to treat me like this anymore. And, you know, I yelled, I screamed, I said some not so Sunday school words (laughs) but still in the midst of that is when I really understood that I had something to say that my life was worthy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that I was not going to allow anyone to treat me that way Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that was that was a um, a turning point that was a revelation I feel in my life where I really kind of started to understand the power of my words yeah yeah you know my life didn't totally just Change overnight after that moment. You know, it was still a process. It was still, you know, I still made mistakes. I still made decisions maybe that were not the best. But over time, I started to learn more and more about who I was and that I was worthy of more than I was accepting. Mm. And that's really what began that journey of understanding the power of speaking life.
0: Wow. So, how did you get from, because honestly, it's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of amazed over here because I've had a similar journey myself um, Mm -hmm. where there was except instead of things getting physical, I actually had, I had two toxic relationships at the same time. One was a romantic relationship and one was a spiritual leader where both Mm -hmm. of them were, were very smothering to my voice. And I kind of hit that point too, where it was like my voice I have to have a voice like you feel like your very humanity is dying when you lose Mm -hmm. your voice, you know, and and I don't think that's just because we're communicators. I think that's just human nature. Like we Mm -hmm. have to feel like we can speak up for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so how did you because for me, it was a journey of learning how to respond, because at first you go, the pendulum goes way far the other direction, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it's like maybe we get super guarded or we get super like. Um, overprotective of ourselves, you know, or whatever. And so the pendulum usually will swing and then it centers itself as we walk through healing. And so how did you get from um, the unhealthy uh, byproducts of that relationship in your life back into a healthy place where speaking life was coming from a place of life in you and not maybe defensiveness or overprotection or anything like that? Does that make sense?
1: yes yes um as as you said it was it was definitely a process it was definitely um i guess what would you say trial or error you know continuing <laughs> to learn continuing to grow i even after that relationship, you know i you know I still was in relationships with people that I probably didn't need to be in relationships with it wasn't abusive, but the more i grew and I, and I reconnected, I think with the Lord, because at that time, when I was in that relationship, I wasn't active in church, I wasn't really consistent. And when I moved, I desired to reconnect, I wanted to be belong to a church body, I wanted to connect with the Lord, I wanted to grow spiritually. So the more that I did that, And the more I realized that even though I was still making mistakes, even though I still wasn't doing everything I was supposed to do, the Lord was still keeping me. He was still covering me. He was still protecting me. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I just got tired.
0: Mm.
1: I got tired of going through. Sometimes you just get tired of going through. You get tired of being tired. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it it reached a point where I was like, this is just not the life. Mm -hmm. I want more, you know, I want, you know, true happiness. I want what the Lord has for me. I desire to be married and have a family and all of these things. And the path I'm going on, I'm not going to get that. And I need to surrender to God so that he can shape me and mold me and make me who i need to be so that i can get to that next level
0: yeah
1: and so when i reached that point of exhaustion and i just turned it over to god i said god just 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 take it just take it and just i'm gonna wait for whatever you have for me Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna rush into anything i'm gonna take this time get to know myself You know, I even told him, I said, if I have to wait five or 10 years to meet the man that you have for me or have the life that you have for me, I'm willing to do it. I'm just willing to do anything at this point because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I was prepared to wait the five to 10 years. (laughs) But, (laughs) uh, But I actually met my husband within months of that. Wow. And when I met him, Because of all the experiences that I had before, I knew exactly what I did not want. Mm. So I was able to recognize that he was the opposite and that he was what I needed and what I wanted and that he was the one that God had for me. But it had to reach that point of no return. I guess I had to have a rock bottom experience.
0: Right, right. Well, and I'm sure that I'm sure there was a lot of refinement. And maturing in your nature that happened through all that, even though it was it was a situation that happened to you in a lot of ways. I think we always mature through our stuff as well when we face Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, because we realize what we don't want to be like either.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like like I'm tired of just being the person that's, you know, desperately seeking you know and i'm tired of being the person that feels unloved i'm tired of being the person that doesn't love myself i'm tired of being the person with low self esteem i'm tired of being this this person
0: yeah but then
1: but then at the same time people on the outside probably wouldn't even know that i felt that way because i always have been a happy go lucky kind of person i i love people i love friends and having friends and being around people but I never really felt it, you know, in that time, personally, I didn't feel that I fit. Right. I didn't feel that I belonged. And I didn't feel like I was living up to what God had for me. Because I was getting closer to him. I wanted to be, I guess, a true Christian, right. not just saying I'm a Christian. So- I wanted my life to reflect that.
0: Yeah. So talk us through then kind of like, cause it, fe- it sounds like from what you're saying, you went from your words, just reflecting how you feel, how you felt in a moment to using your words intentionally to shape what your future would look like. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yes. So how did you make that transition? What was your, in the way that you spoke, what was what was your shift that took you from, cause a lot of us function where our words are simply an expression of our thought process or mm-hmm. our emotions, or we just say the things out loud. Um, but there's a maturity and a wisdom that comes from when we figure out how to use our words strategically and intentionally to produce the things we want to see. So how did you make that shift? It started with,
1: I believe everything starts with a choice.
0: Hmm.
1: So it started with the choice of wanting better.
0: Hmm.
1: It started with not just wanting to live life, but really live life abundantly and to live the life that God had for me. And so I knew that God's word said that I was beautiful. It said that I was perfect, that I was wonderfully and fearfully made, that I was the head and not the tail, but I had to really take the time and be intentional to really understand what that meant. Mm, That's good. And so when I thought about it and I said, well, I feel this way about myself. But well, what does God feel about me? Yes. He doesn't feel that I'm, you know, this lost cause. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, I wouldn't still be here, you know, because I've, you know, made mistakes. I've done things. But he's always been there for me. And I looked back and I thought back out of my life and I thought about how he kept me through all of those things. All of the ups, to downs. Mm-hmm. and. I became intentional of taking those negative thoughts that I thought about myself and flipping them and making them positive and making them what God says and not what I think. That's so cool. So so when I have that low self-esteem and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, you know, not thinking I'm pretty or not thinking that I have it all together, I'm like, no, you know like they used to say back in the day I might be telling my age but it said God don't make no junk <laughs> God don't make no junk so yeah. I'm not I'm not junk so mm-hmm. I am beautiful I am wonderfully and fearfully made and I even took the time to break that verse down um because I'm a word girl I like to look at words you mm-hmm. know since I'm trying to understand words, I'm trying to understand what words mean. I'm trying to speak positive words. So um, I looked up wonderfully and fearfully and wonderfully means um, in a way that you delight in. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the fact that God made you in a way that he delights in, when it says that you're wonderfully made, that means that he delights in his creation. He didn't look at you and say, ooh, I made a mistake right there. Oh, I put put too much something there, you know? (laughs) I didn't put enough something there, which is how we look at ourselves. Um, He delights in you. And then fearfully means with reverence. Hmm. So when you think about the creator of the universe, the creator of this whole world took reverence when he made me. Wow. He honored his creation when he made me. So if he feels that way about me, who am I to feel
0: the opposite? Right. That's so good. That's so good. And I love, I have so many different thoughts right now. Um, So I always try to break down these these powerful lessons and and tools of wisdom into really practical application for my listeners. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of times in church, we miss powerful principles simply because it's not broken down simply and practically Mm -hmm. always. And right. so I love how what you just described, that process of you sitting down, looking at your thoughts, looking at what the word says and choosing to take up God's thinking over you instead and choosing to believe those things and then choosing to say those things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is literally the process the Lord showed me in Psalms 91 this morning as I was having yeah, my quiet time. The mm-hmm. Lord the Lord told me, go to Psalms 91. He said, you're going to see something something people don't often recognize and in verse one and two it's that same process so in psalms 91 it says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty and then it says i will say of the lord he's my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust so if you look at that word dwells he who dwells in the shelter Mm -hmm. that actually means to abide or to visit or to pop in So Uh it means I'm making a stop by, it can be a long-term stay or a short-term pop-in. It could be anything where you um, go up to the shelter of the most high, which literally means to go up, Uh to go up and get God's perspective. And so, and the, the shadow in, so those who abide or visit or pop in, into the shelter of the Most High, which is to go up and get his thinking, we'll find rest in the protection from adversity and from the enemy. So not all adversity comes from the enemy. Some adversity Mm-mm. just comes from wrong thinking inside of ourselves, right? Exactly. So so for us to go and abide in either long-term or pop in and get a thought, either way, you know, some everyone's in their different journey, but mm-hmm. the goal is to abide. To go in and get his thoughts, then we walk away with a protection that protects us both from the adversity that comes from our own wrong thinking and from the enemy. But then the next, very next verse says, I will say of the Lord. Uh-huh. So it follows that up with the importance of saying what we just saw of the Father's perspective, which is exactly what you just described that you were doing. Exactly. And uh, but I love that it plays to what you're saying, which is the importance of how we speak and the mm. importance of addressing how we're thinking. And, and shifting how we're thinking to align with the father's thoughts. But then the, the next most crucial step is, is what are we saying over our situation? Exactly. Because like, is it Psalms or Proverbs that says a man's belly is filled with the words of his mouth. Mm. And that didn't make sense to me at first until I realized your belly is where your emotions reside, right? Yes. And so like, my emotions are filled with the words of my mouth, and so as you were creating a change in your reality, you did it not only with your thinking, but then you supported it and reinforced it with your words. And so, um, anyways, sorry, I don't mean to preach. I just totally got Oh the no, that was good. <laughs> Okay. I like it. <laughs> but I, I explained all of that really for the sake of my listeners, because I yeah. want them to see the wisdom in what you just described, and mm-hmm. how purely scriptural that is, and how simple it is, and yet how powerful it is. Yes. And so was there a moment when you began to see my new words and my new language is literally making a new me? Was there a moment when you had a revelation of the fruit of your labor? say a good example of that would
1: be with my son um when he, when he was younger um i noticed that about 15 months he really wasn't saying a lot of words like he wasn't putting two word phrases together mm-hmm. and i you know i was like you know well, I think we need to investigate this. We need to check it out. Nobody was listening to me. Mm. Oh, he's fine. You know, da, 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 I was like, okay. So then we just kept going 18 months. He still wasn't speaking that much. Mm. People still not listening to me. But I knew. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: A mom, mom and I know. We know. And then at 24 months, then everyone came on board with me. Oh, yeah. We think there might be a problem. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, but I continued to, I didn't see him for the fact that he had a speech delay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't see him for whatever they were telling me. You know, yes, he has some cognitive delays. He had this going on, that going on. I was like, Okay. But he's still going to be successful, yeah, I don't care what you know what you are telling me. I'm looking beyond what I see. I see a child that is going to be able to communicate, that's going to be able to articulate, that is going to be intelligent, and so by the time he was four years old, this when he was two, by the time he was four years old, he was released from speech therapy. hmm And we discovered that he was an advanced reader. Like he was in Hmm. pre-K reading on like a second grade level. Wow. Then when he was in, I think first or second grade, then they were trying to say, well, we think he might be emotionally disturbed. My Hmm. child is not emotionally disturbed. (laughs) And so I just continued to, you know, speak life over him, speak life over what I saw in him, looking beyond what other people saw. Mm -hmm. And now he's in seventh grade. He's doing well. He does still have, you know, he does still have challenges. But he is so much further and doing so much more than what people thought he would do. Mm -hmm. And if I would have listen to what they were saying, if I would have internalized what they were saying, instead of speaking life and saying, no, my child is going to do well, my child is going to be successful, my child is going to be able to speak, my child is going to be intelligent. Mm -hmm. If I didn't do that, then he wouldn't be as far as he is now. I've always been an advocate for my child. And I think that's one way that I know that speaking life has truly manifested and I have proof of it every day when I look at him. Yeah. that That's what, you know, what I said and standing on what I saw yeah. um, in the spirit and God's word is, is true.
0: Yeah. And I feel like something I want to, I want to point out to you is you mentioned you were speaking what you saw in the spirit. And Psalms 91 says, get up here and see what the father sees and then speak that. And I want to differentiate because some people and I don't know, maybe you I don't know if you had people maybe say this like, oh, you're in denial. Just acknowledge yes. what's happening. Did you did you have any critics say that?
1: Yes, I did. I did. Um, they said I was in denial <laughs> that I just didn't see what was going on. And I'm like, no, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. I I was not blind. I saw that he learned differently. I saw that he was different. He, none of that really matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's just a it's a word. It's it's something that you need to know so that you know how to how to um, take action.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But for me, it's not limiting.
0: Right.
1: And I was never in denial that there was something different.
0: Right. But
1: what. I saw was him overcoming the differences,
0: Yeah, not
1: taking the differences and saying, oh, poor me, oh, poor this.
0: Right. You didn't set up camp and stop mm-hmm. walking at that point. Exactly. That's good. And I think that's important because I think some people will will wrestle when it comes to speaking life. You know, we've got the, the far extreme side where it's name it and claim it. Anything you say, you can have, you know, and I and I don't I've never been of that. Mentality, because I don't feel like that's rooted in anything. You know, that mm-hmm. for airspace, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just, it's just nonsense. You can't just grab anything. Even when I'm praying into situations, like um, we had a couple friends recently who had COVID, and both of them were really struggling. And before mm-hmm. I even just launched into presumptive prayer, I asked the Father. I said, "Lord, tell me how to pray." Are they going to pull through? How do I need to pray in agreement with what you see happening? And the Lord a- told me one of them wasn't going to, but it was okay. Cause I felt he was going to choose to go home to be with the Lord. And the mm-hmm. other one, the Lord told me it's not her time yet. She's going to be fine. And so I prayed according to what I heard the father saying, because uh-huh. his perspective is so much bigger. And yes. when, we, when we think about like the situation you were handed, it's kind of like the same as if. Someone hands you one meal and says, this is what your health is made out of. And you instead realize, no, I've got a lifetime of meals. My health is bigger than this. And I'm going Mm -hmm. to have a healthy lifestyle. And so I don't know if that's a lame example, but it's (laughs) kind of like when we're handed one situation, we don't have to stop and set up camp in that situation, in that moment of reality, because Mm -hmm. God lives outside of that moment and he can bring a different reality into our reality. It might take a little time, mm-hmm. but we can pull from God's reality into our reality. Exactly. That's, so practically speaking, then if, if my listeners were to say, okay, Sherry, then how do I move forward? I have a situation. That's a challenge. Give me a one, two, three step-by-step process. How do I apply the principles you're talking about? What would you tell them? I would say first, Look at the situation
1: for more than what it is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What that means is don't just look at your situation and say, this is the end. This is the end of me. This is the death of me because of the situation that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Look at the situation and think of what can you learn from that situation? Mm -hmm. So first I would say, Stop looking at the situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. Just focusing on, you know, the mechanics of the situation that you're going through. Yeah. But actually look at the big picture
0: mm-hmm. and
1: take that situation and say, okay, what can I learn from this? What positive thing can I get out of this? Then the next step would be to speak the positive that you see in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going through this right now. Like, for example, you may be struggling financially. I think that's with a lot of us. Sure. And so you're looking at it as I'm struggling financially. I can't pay my bills. I don't know what's going to happen. What are you learning from this situation? Is there a different way that you could manage your money, even though Mm -hmm. you may be getting less money? Right. Are there some things that you can cut back on? Are there some things that you can do differently?
0: Like couponing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like couponing. Yes, exactly. Then once you look at it from that perspective, then you start speaking that and you say, I am going to be financially stable again. I am going to save money. Yeah. I'm going to coupon and spend less on my groceries. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, when you think about those practical, mm-hmm. specific things, then that kind of helps you put it in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Then, after you speak those things, then you take action on those things. Mm-hmm. So, it does go beyond speaking it because you know, I can speak all day long, but is there action behind what I'm saying? Faith without works is dead. So, if I decide, if I look at this situation, and I say, okay, I can be financially stable again if I do these things then I need to do
0: those things. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's super good. I love that. I love that you use that example. There was years back when we were, uh, we've been pastors for 16 years now, but in, one, in our first church that we were at, there was a season where our salary was cut to $800 a month. And mm. um, oh gosh, girl, it was crazy. And our, our house yeah. note was like $1,400 a month. So there was it's just high. like, it was crazy. But we did not go into any debt during that time. And we just did what you're saying. We went to the father and we said, okay, Lord, we need your ideas. What can we do? Where can we make adjustments, whatever? But we just determined, we said, Lord, we thank you that we are not going to go into debt during this time. We're going to trust you. And the Lord kept telling my husband not to take the job offers that were coming to him. And so that was even more of a step of faith. So we're like, okay, then you've got to make a way. Well, during that time. I wanted to learn how to coupon, but didn't know how to, and I was getting worn out from trying to figure it out on my own. So I said, Lord, if I'm going to learn how to coupon, you need to send somebody who can teach me how to coupon. Well, the next, the next day, literally I encountered someone who was like, Oh yeah, I know how to coupon. I can teach you how. And then they connected me to all kinds of stuff. And I learned how to coupon and I got to where I was Mm -hmm. doubling like our grocery budget had got cut cut in half, but I was able to bring home twice what I had brought home before because of couponing. And so, but it, it was like, we just determined we're not going to go into debt over this, but then we put into action, like you're saying what we were believing for. And so um, I just love that. I love, I love the example that you just gave and the practicality of it. Cause it's so true. And I love what you said earlier in the recording too, where you were talking about how, you went to the word to find out what God was saying about Mm -hmm. the area of your concern. Um, because I think that's huge. I think the word of God is, is one of the number one ways to bring hope back into the equation that we can believe for. So tell my listeners then, um, where they can connect with you. I mean, you obviously have a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience and you have a heart to minister to ladies. And so if they'd like to connect with you, go ahead and point them to some, some places that you're able to connect at.
1: Okay, yes. Yeah, so you um, mentioned my, the ladies. Uh, I do have a heart for ladies. Um, and so I am the leader and the founder of a group on Facebook called Glory Carriers Women's Network. And in that group, it is for Christian women. And the mission of that group is to uplift support, and encourage Christian women to glorify God with their gifts, their talents, their businesses, and their ministries. So in Mm -hmm. other words, in every aspect of your life, you can glorify God because you are a glory carrier. You carry Mm -hmm. the glory of God within you, and it is your job, your duty, your commission from the Father to spread that glory. And that's our official hashtag is spreading the glory. So you can go on Facebook. And you can search Glory Carriers Women's Network and you can check us out and join us. We would love to have you. Other ways that you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Sherry Speaks Life. And so you will see all of my content, my inspirational messages. Again, I go live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Speak Life Moment show. And I love bringing different topics. Like this month, we are talking about love, and I'm talking about speaking life with love. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about all of the different types of love. And so, Um, as this thing, as this is being recorded, next week we'll be talking about romantic love. So Mm -hmm. I try to bring those relevant topics to people, but share with them how they can speak life in those topics. And so that's the best way to find me on social media. And then you can also go to my website, SherrySpeaksLife.com and see
0: all of my stuff. That's amazing. I love it. Okay, now Sherry, you are a woman of practicality. So for the life hack segment, of my episode, which is the very last few minutes of every episode. I love to share something really practical with my listeners. Did you, were you able to think of a life hack that you'd like to share with them that can make their life easier?
1: One thing I thought about that I use is um, vitamin E oil. Uh Ah, yes. I use vitamin E oil. You can use it um, on your skin. Uh, it's like if you don't have any lotion <laughs> and you want you to mo- moisturize, <laughs> you run out of lotion, um, you can use vitamin E oil. Um, you can also put it in your bath. I love to take a bath and put the vitamin E oil because I I have eczema, so I have dry skin anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't, uh, but the vitamin E oil definitely helps your skin to stay moisturized. If you want to take like a detox bath, a, a really like relaxing bath, if you have like sore muscles, put some Epsom salt in there as well. So do an mm-hmm. Epsom salt bath and some oil and just soak for like twenty minutes. Um, yes, that's that's a great that's a great thing it it detoxes your body and um you know also it's just very relaxing helps with your muscles and then um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is I don't know if your audience may be familiar familiar with oil pulling and oil pulling is one thing that I do I kind of stop so I need to start back but oil pulling is a great thing you can do with coconut oil so coconut oil not just for cooking but you can What you do is you just take like a tablespoon of coconut oil and you put it in your mouth. You don't swallow it. Right. Uh, You just swish it around, hold it in your mouth. Um, 20 minutes is optimum. But if you just have to start with five minutes or 10 minutes Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then, you know, like I said, you don't swallow it. You spit it out. And then after you do that, then you brush your teeth. But what that does is that pulls like the toxins and the, you know, everything that you receive in the environment that pulls that out of your body, out of your mouth. Um, and it helps which make your teeth feel fresher and cleaner. Um, mm-hmm. I know a, a testimony of a young lady. She was having some dental problems and she was going to have to go to the dentist and get some work done. But when she started the oil pulling, it resolved those issues and she didn't have yeah. to get the work done with the dentist.
0: Yes. You know what? When I was oil pulling consistently, I noticed my teeth whitened. Mm-hmm. Um, they got wider. And then I actually did. I reversed a root canal to just a cavity filling. Um, oh, wow. Pulling, And so, yes, you're speaking to the right audience. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm all about that stuff. So that's wonderful. Those are great pointers and easy to do. Both of those super easy to do and vitamin E oil in the bath. That is a new idea that I may have to try. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. And just yeah. be careful when you're getting out, right? Does it make the tub all slippery?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want Yeah. You don't want to fall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So be careful. Be careful. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, Miss Sherry, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story about overcoming and using words and speaking life into your situation and for making it so practical for my listeners. It's been a blessing to hear from you. Oh, thank you so much.
1: It's been a blessing to be here. I'm so excited to be here and hope, like you said, that everything that we talked about today was a blessing to your listeners. Thank you so much for the invite.
0: Absolutely. All right. we'll, we'll catch you uh, next time. You guys make sure you go follow Sherry on her social platforms and check out the Facebook group she was talking about. And otherwise, you guys share this episode. Anyone that you know that could use a boost and use um, some practical tools, how to bring life back into their life and and just exercise the principles of the word, send this to them. And otherwise, we will catch you all next week. Thanks for stopping. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.